Welcome everyone to the Film Sessions podcast. My name is Sam Hasselby, and today we are very happy to be joined by Mauricio Cantu. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into film, and uh, what is it that you do in film? Yeah, so I, I started roughly about eight years ago. Um, I was introduced to it in high school. Uh, started off doing music videos, studio recaps, photography. Um, I'm originally from Houston, so I did a lot of underground hip hop scenes, and uh, I'd go traveling around doing tours for as photographer and videographer. And then it wasn't until I started college, which was about four years ago, uh, I joined in uh, learning journalism. I got into the news business. Then I realized that wasn't for me. I need more creative space. And then it wasn't until two years after starting college, I. After I gained my associates in TV and radio, then I went to pursue in media production. Uh, that's where I got the introduction to uh, filmmaking. And then it wasn't until then that I realized that's what I genuinely love doing from the writing, the directing, the editing, and the videography, the cinematography. So. Well, sounds, you have, sounds like you have a lot of uh, hands-on experience and you're a jack of all trades. Definitely. Absolutely. It's very impressive. Uh, could you tell us a little bit uh, more about your experience doing like uh, videography for your traveling and uh, uh, some things that still stick with you while you're creating your uh, current projects to keep in mind? Yeah, definitely. I feel like as I when I first started as a videographer doing all those festivals or in concerts, uh, it gave me the creative uh ability while editing um that gave me like different tricks different aspects it also taught me how to use lighting that's against me to my advantage um to make mm -hmm. spe special shots you know the silhouettes and and it really yeah. uh it taught me how to grab a good eye for the photos because in reality a video is just a, a shit uh, excuse my language a bunch of pictures oh you know, place back to back to create this motion. So that's what taught me as a, uh, as a videographer. It also gave me the rhythm to feel the rhythm at, while I'm editing the footage to flow with it. And uh, it, it, that, that taught me pretty much the hands-on work. And then when I went into the news business, that taught me how to bring the stories out of people, out of the situation and how to match images along of what is being told. And then from there, I think that's when it all just added up together. Um, I've always written all my life. Uh, ever since I was a kid, my dad would make me write uh, what my day was about, what I did uh, that day. That's so, cool. and just anything that he, he'd say, whatever's on your mind, just write it. So honestly, that's that's just always stuck with me. I've always been a writer. Um, creative writing, of course, it's not like I'm writing essays and, and research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think all that just came in. And then once I got once I got introduced to go out and make your own short film, it all just came into play. And uh, over the past year or two years, I've just been refining, re, you know, tuning my tuning my gear. To, yeah. I can I can absolutely see how uh, the combination of all those uh, creative skills would be uh, would be deadly. Yeah absolutely uh amazing 
I can't wait for people to to see all your work. I wish I could see. Uh, is there any uh, place where people can go see your old uh, videography work or even some of your old photography? So, I, yeah, on my Instagram, I do have a, a photography page. It's called Moment Catch Texas TX. And I do have a portion of my photography. Um, I have videos on YouTube. It's Mauricio P. Cantu. But honestly, a lot of my work, I just left it for my clients. And I keep yeah. them all hard drive, if I'm being honest. And uh, I've been this year, I've been working on creating a, a Google, why well, I do have a Google Drive and a folder specifically for videos that I've done for this year. And uh, yeah, I do want to mention that the barber, the one that just got accepted, uh, was actually my, it was my own like test, you know, because schools can give you all these projects and then, you know, go meet these requirements, et cetera, et cetera. And well, that went out of my own way to, uh, you know, gathered my own people, gathered my own crew, casting crew, and just to see what I can do as a filmmaker. And so the barber was definitely my uh, test to to learn how to make a film uh, with the resources mm -hmm. I have, uh, you know, not as professional actors or not even some of them, you know, it was their first time acting. Right. Um, and crew members that I met here at the university. And uh, honestly, it just showed me a whole nother aspect of how to make a film with all the Absolutely. obstacles. Uh, I think what I've learned specifically for that is, you know, when it gets tough, you have to get creative because oh, you know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of obstacles come your way, but it, it can't stop production. So. Absolutely. Limited resources forces you to be creative. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I uh, was working on a film recently and we had a whole script and I like wrote my notes down because I was the cinematographer for this shoot. Okay. And like we got there and the actress who was supposed to be there canceled. And then we got someone else who was not willing to do like half of the things in the scene. And so I had to like cut down everything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> very, yeah, very frustrating. <laughs> so annoying. Um, so with your love of photography and film, what tends to, um, leak into the other more often does uh your photography knowledge and thoughts um go into your filmmaking process and like how you orient your scenes or does your cinema uh, cinematic eye orient how you take photos so as i'm going on set or while i'm filming i've always you know we have great shot lists and you know storyboards but genuinely, I think, well, while I'm writing these stories, it's like I already see the pictures in my head, you know, like mm -hmm. the specific style that I want. Maybe not the exact angle, but a specific style that I'm aiming for. And right. so my blueprint, storyboard, shot list, all that, I just consider them as blueprints, not really mm -hmm. the hardcore, like, establishment. And, like, because and then because once I get on set... I might catch a different image and like, you know, in live perspective, I might see a different angle that I might think is actually better than what I originally pictured or mm -hmm. it might 
goes along those lines, but then the photography eye kicks in and that's whenever I start realizing, okay, I think this might be a better shot than, uh, so yeah, the photography definitely comes into play when I'm getting into my videography because yeah, like you never know, like you, once you're on set, it's a total different image. Like, you know, you, you yeah. might, you yeah. might image and uh you know i try not to stick too much hardcore because it's still at the end of the day it's still art versus right. like that of a math prod problem where it's a plus b equals c you know what i mean it, right here c can literally can mean b itself like it's it's uh you have so much creative freedom and i try not to label myself when it comes to being on set along those uh shot lists I mean, I keep those as my guideline. Like, yeah, I need to get a master shot. I need to get a close-up. But depending on how, how I'm on that set and what's the energy and what's the moment, that's wherever I decide on photography-wise what angle I'm getting. Hmm. That's great. Um, I love those moments. They're they're where the, the human element really comes in and just yeah. like just nature and just the world, the human experience. It's wonderful. Uh, can you think of any particular examples throughout your uh, work history of uh, unplanned shots or sequences that weren't in your initial um, scripts or shot lists for the projects? Um, let me think. For the barber. Yeah, so like on the barber, actually. So... There were scenes that were like like somewhat montage style, uh, and there were moments where, you know, you want to show off your setting, like where you're at, the location, and so there was moments whenever we had a we had a scene at the bar at the bus station, and I, and I I wanted that real authentic feeling of the city that we live in, that we're mm -hmm. in. And that is not shown that I don't see often in other local filmmakers. You know, they don't show that. I feel like the authentic uh, culture of Corpus Christi, and, or at least maybe it's another side that they don't see, you know? And so I would tell my videographers, because I didn't DP that one. I, had, I actually got somebody else to DP for it, but I would tell them to start shooting. Like I'd notice, you know, some homeless people there on the ground or, you know, people like genuinely just going on about their day of life and or, you know, you see people get loud and they start yelling. And so I, I would yeah. tell them, I need you to get a shot of that. Get a shot of that. Right, right. But I'm like, no, we need this stuff because this is this is what the story. This is, yeah, this is real. This is what yeah. we're trying to get. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it wasn't genuinely a part of the story because the story was was fiction. But at the same time, I incorporated the reality of where this story was founded from. Mm -hmm. And so I would right. get, get shots of that. And they might get a little, they were getting a little nervous, you know, because they're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, we're good. Like, they're not going to. It's great. Won't. Yeah. It's great yeah. cinematography. It, it, <laughs> it's uh, a great way to, uh, to get, like, to establish the setting of, like, where they are. And, like, especially if you're trying to convey how crazy things are yeah, and like exactly. what's really going on around your characters. It's great. Yeah, um, it's even, um, there, you know, the story's about like, you know, just trying to make it and 
well, one of them more has bad intentions and the way that this guy needs to eat is, well, you know, like a lot of people, I, like the community, not like like students, but like the actual community, they'll, you know, they do go into like, well, they steal stuff and then they sell, flip it, you know? They right. And so, uh, so during these, that's what like a little story is, the story is kind of based off of and uh well one of the guys like that were going into the barber shop he was coming in like and you know he has stuff to sell da 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 leaves and then next you know the the owner of the shop that let me shoot he's like yeah that's actually one of the guys that you know he does his thing he comes and starts selling it i'm like you know like it's the real stuff like right, know, yeah it's like not trying to portray anything or you know push anything bad i'm really trying to no inspire other people to there's other ways than to doing that where it risks your life to go into prison you know like there's other ways right. to, to find yourself which is what i'm trying to do within uh, the barber and mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, it's just the funny of that authenticity that comes from you know while we're there and just real life stuff and i'd get you know get my cameraman make sure you get a shot of that guy <laughs> yeah yeah it's that like a, a it's like a documentary and like when documentaries do shots of just scenery and random things it's just showing you what's going on and what's in the real world so when you put it into a fiction film it really grounds everything into reality and it's a really great way to do so definitely i agree yeah yeah um do you have any plans on making other projects in the future and how do you plan on evolving your filmmaking or creative process yeah, definitely. Um, so after the barber actually got uh, chosen as director for my senior capstone, and we just finished that one, uh, we're getting ready to submit that one into festivals. Um, and then just uh, about three days ago, I finished a, a competition. It's called CC7D. And it's where you have to create a film within seven days, uh, four to eight minutes. It's either four to eight minutes. And right, yeah. uh, you have to you know, include certain elements within your film. And so we just completed that one. And, I, and each project that I've learned, or each project that I've done, starting from the barber to my senior capstone to this last one, it uh, they all taught me something. The first one, it will... I learned that, you know, that one, I learned how to give uh, confidence within my crew because I'm mm -hmm. so independent and doing everything all by myself uh, as in a one-man band. Um, you, or you could say, like, I don't know, a Robert Rodriguez, Rebel Without a Crew. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's how, like, I, I've based my directing ability, filmmaking abilities off of that book. And so uh, that film, I mean, not yeah, the barber is where I learned that I have to give confidence and trust within my cast and crew, like that they can do it. And I can't mm -hmm. be like so nitpicky. I mean, yeah, I can be, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I have to give them trust. And so that's where I learned that. And then the one inside my heart, I had to give, uh, what I learned that I needed to work on was to get more reaction shots within the film, because I feel like reaction shots is what makes the audience uh, react to whatever you're trying to showcase and exactly. so that and then here on this last project uh what did i learn off this one or what did i need to do off this one 
I think, uh, oh, this one actually taught me uh, on visual effects, VFX. Mm. And uh, I, I was getting into a dabble of my old editing, like really creative editing style. And right. uh, honestly, yeah, man, I, I'm really stoked on this one. I can't wait to really release my trailer for that and and really push it. Uh, but um, yeah, each one's taught me uh, a new thing that I need to refine because I don't believe in perfect. There's always something mm. that you, uh, there's always something to work on that you can get better at. And, uh, and you know, I, I see myself excelling and uh, yeah, I have another project in mind. It's still in the, it's like, it's in the air. You know what I mean? Oh I can't yeah. Say, oh yeah. Can't oh, we could, don't, we don't have to spoil anything here. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there, there's definitely something in the works for sure. Next. That's wonderful. I'm uh, very happy to hear it. Sounds like you're a very skilled and passionate filmmaker. And I'm very excited for people to see your work and hear about it on this podcast. Um, thank you for being on this podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me here. Of course. I will uh, hope to see you in the future, Mauricio. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sam. Absolutely.